The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. We are definitely in the midst of 2014 now. It is great to have you this evening, and I am excited about the guest. But before we get into that, just wanting to let you know that the Rebel Road Tour has embarked once again. We had some amazing experiences in Vero Beach and St. Petersburg, Florida, and uh, also had an amazing panel discussion that will be shared on the YouTube channel. So definitely tune into those things. They're always offered for free to expand the knowledge and the wisdom of those other rebels around the country that I'm running into. We are on our way to the New Orleans area and we'll be at Abita Springs and Lacombe, Louisiana this weekend. So check out the rebelroad.com website and you can come and be with us and we can discover all kinds of wonderful things together. In addition, after that, we are headed to Austin, Texas and then Infinite Love in McAllen, Texas, followed by Albuquerque. So you can see all of the cities and locations that we are going to be moving to. In addition, my new book has released, Your Journey to Enlightenment, 12 Guiding Principles of Love, Courage, and Commitment in the New Dawn. I invite you to get your copy and really allow yourself to see where in your life you can release the bondage, the servitude, the replication, and the armor that you're wearing so that you can step into a more playful, passionate self and allow yourself to access your multidimensional uh, energies and realities so that you can truly play on the planet with your unique genius. Anyone that purchases either of my books, Your Journey to Enlightenment or Conversations with the Universe, is automatically registered for the drawing for a nine-day excursion to Machu Picchu this summer. So definitely go to simlingsbooks.com and check out my books. And for every book ordered, you have a chance to win that amazing journey. I look forward to having you. It is definitely chilly down here in Florida with a, a 29 degrees, and it seems in Australia we've got 105 degrees. What's going on with the weather? What's going on with the times? It seems like uncommon times, doesn't it? There's all kinds of things that are happening. There's a myriad of unforeseen events. We have floods. We have droughts. We have storms, fires, earthquakes, all kinds of things. In addition to many of the changes that we are experiencing in the economic system, in the health system, in our food systems. And so what do we do when weird has become the new normal? My guests today are Brian and Pamela Christie, and they have written a great book entitled Common Sense in Uncommon Times. And so if we never had our common sense before, maybe now is definitely the time to have it, because it's not what happens to us, it is how we handle 
what happens to us. And this is definitely a wonderful guidebook, a survival guidebook almost, to really allow ourselves to survive in an ever-changing world as fast as it is changing at this time. I'd like to welcome Brian and Pamela to 1111 Talk Radio. It's so nice to have you both. It's really good to be here. So Thank much. you for having us. You've written quite a timely book because I think a lot of people are experiencing so much change and trying to figure out what in the heck is going on on our planet in all directions and what do we do about it or we do, do we just keep a blind eye and deaf ears and keep just trying to push forward? How do we navigate some of these things that are going on and what is it that you're really trying to bring focus to? Well, I think a blind eye is probably a good way. <laughs> <laughs> just, just plow forward. It'll be okay. <laughs> not uh, really. <laughs> no, but it's it's uh, not as bad as most people think. I mean, there are changes ahead, but what we've thought about is ways to um, uh, allow people to prepare themselves no matter what happens and uh, have a better attitude about it and be uh, prepared for the things that might happen in a good way and uh, roll with whatever's coming because we, we can't predict what's coming, but we can get ready for the kinds of things that can. Well, now, Pamela, you've had quite a few things in your life. you found yourself in several serious crises, and uh, you had to be in evacua- evacuations. You've lived... Uh, near where there have been meltdowns that have taken place. So you you definitely seem like someone that understands that there has to be some common sense or some quick thinking that has to take place when we're in a crisis situation right away. Right. Um, but And then, Brian, you've realized that sometimes we have these long-term uh, consequences that result from things, so that means that we also need to think ahead. I'd love for you each to speak a little bit about how you gained some of the wisdom for this book and and what you're you're trying to bring, uh, instead of maybe real intention to, you're trying to bring real attention to. Mm-hmm. Well, when um, I was faced with leaving the uh, leaving my house in 15 minutes and not the possibility of not coming back was real real. It puts a different perspective on what do I take if I have to leave in 15 minutes, and that might sound strange. I was in an island and it was a military kind of thing, but. People that are near um, fire situations, that's not uncommon to have to leave your house in 15 minutes. And all of those situations, I mean, the volcano going off, um, we had to realize which way the wind was blowing, so we knew which way to go. And it's much better, I've found, it's much, much better to be even a little bit prepared. You don't panic. You just throw what you need in the car, that, then we spell that all out in the book, and you get out of the way of whatever danger happens to be in front of you. And when you take away the fear, you don't worry about things. And that's what it taught me. And this is not about fear. This is not about saying, no. okay, everyone gets scared, stuff is about to happen. This is no. about empowerment and preparedness and being conscious about our lives. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, the more we're empowered and the more we're prepared, the more we're, we're empowered. Fear is so uh, disempowering. If you get into a state of fear, then you really don't uh, think clearly. You can't make good decisions, and uh, things can get uh, a lot worse than than they need to be. Yeah, and we're not talking about preparing for um, Armageddon or anything else, because what we really see in most crises, I mean, I've never seen it not happen in a crisis. People come together and people help each other. And we have to remember that, that we'll be there for each other. So it's just taking care of yourself so you're not a burden and you feel more secure. 
Now, why do you call it the, that weird is the new normal? Is that really where we are now, where hey, everything just feels kind of weird? That uh, we can just expect weird. I mean, you can't uh, go more than a day or two without uh, looking at the news sometime, and then it's, it's something weird uh, that's different than <clears throat> what you've come across before. You know, if it's not uh, floods in, in arid regions or fire tornadoes or, uh, you know, just everywhere you go. It, it's extremes in temperature. It's too much uh, rain. It's not enough rain. Uh, California is getting no snowpack. There's going to be a big uh, problem out there with uh, with water on and on. Everything is strange. So I think what we have to conclude is just that uh, all bets are off. We can expect the unusual. So what we decided to do was to, rather than try to identify the kind of disaster that might befall us, uh, look instead at the ways in which we might respond, uh, which depend in turn upon where we are at the time that these challenges show up. And we identified four different uh, kinds of situations that people may find themselves in, and we identified ways to uh, prepare in those four different situations. Share with me what those four most common personal emergency situations would be. Yeah, certainly there's two uh, great categories. One is you're away from home, and the other one is you're at home. If you're away from home, either you don't have a vehicle or you do, and those are two separate situations. If you're at home, either you're stuck there because you won't uh, be allowed out because the wind, uh, the air is poisonous or something, or you're told, okay, get out of your house, you know, now. Uh, so those are the four situations, and in each one we have a separate uh, type of plan for how people can prepare for that. You know, as I hear you talking, I have a 12-year-old, and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, just for the sake of our own children's emotional uh, care and well-being, that having some sort of plan in action that is is discussed in a family situation to know, right. you know, okay, these are the things that could happen, and this is how we would respond would would just also allow children to feel safe and empowered, especially when we have so many different types of situations now that can create stress and tension and fear right. in children. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And especially if the kids are seeing any of the public media, TV, and the like. I mean, every every possible bad thing is exaggerated in order to uh, you know sell something, and it always looks a lot worse than it really is. Anytime somebody has hurt someplace, that's the lead story, so little kids, impressionable, see that, and say, well, it looks like everybody's killing everybody. You know, it's, it's the wrong impression. It's not like that. You know, the world is basically a, a safe place, and people are basically good, and that message doesn't get out in the uh, normal, normal media. Those impressionable kids have to be uh, watched out for, and it's really a good thing for them, for the family, to get together and say that um, uh, this is what we're going to do, and uh, if this happens and whatever, uh, do this, do that, go here. Here's the resources for that. That's what you do. And uh, go through the steps. And it's really good for the young kids to see that. Well, what I love about your book is you actually outline the checklist. You provide the packs. You you literally tell us what is needed so that it's a very easy way to go and set up our life to have these things in place and to educate our children. Right. Because the children can be involved in setting it all up. And that would also create more of a sense of empowerment and conscious awareness for them. Exactly. One of the things we uh, talk about and identify in the book is this idea of a a go-pack or a go-to-pack or 
you know, bug out the bag or whatever, but we uh, we use the term uh, go pack, and it's basically a, a backpack that, uh, for most people, most adults that would be reading this book, it's a backpack that you would keep in the uh, trunk of your car, for example, uh, so that if you are in the vehicle and you need to uh, leave, you grab that and go with you, have it go with you. Um, but in terms of involving the kids, the uh, corresponding idea would be to have a small backpack that they can involve themselves with and uh, put some key things in there that uh, would be good for them and uh, have them keep track of where that is so that if there was a need to get out of the way, uh, part of their responsibility would be to grab that go pack of their own, put it on their back, and off they go. And I think that involvement is good. My guests today, today are Pamela Christie and Brian Christie, and they have been through several serious crisis predicaments that allowed them to come to creating a wonderful book entitled Common Sense and Uncommon Times, A Survival in, Survival in a Changing World. It provides information to help you build dependable understanding about this undependable world. This greater knowledge empowers you to look at your place in the world with more clarity so that you can make long-term survival decisions with more assurance and your family can more easily rest on solid ground when uncertainties begin to become certain. There are all kinds of lists and and thoughts and ideas to support you in expanding your own conversations within your home and getting more prepared for especially the foremost common types of personal emergency situations that will allow you to really handle every kind of situation with common sense. You can find out more at commonsenseuncommontimes.com. That is commonsenseuncommontimes.com. We'll be right back with Pam and Brian. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Simron at Simron-Singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. 
Wherever you are, communication is essential in maintaining community ties. There are several sections within the book, Common Sense in Uncommon Ties, and oftentimes community is one of our most valuable allies. What I love about this book is it gives you practical ideas and also utilizes things that we're on all of the time. It helps us to understand what we need to do with a cell phone, uh, that we can't, don't have a way to charge it, or when we run out of electricity, or how to even use some of the things like social media to assist us in creating community and getting the message out. Uh, Brian and Pam, that is one very valuable resource that we have in front of us. That is the social media and the Internet and the way to spread information in a very quick way. And you talk about setting up a, a page of friends and family to communicate some of these ideas. Speak a little bit about that, how we create a community and how we allow this kind of conversation to happen uh, in a way that doesn't create fear but really creates a system so that if something strikes a community or a family or, or a, a wider area, that everyone is prepared. Yes. Uh, in the book and in the back, uh, there are some resources and resource pages that uh, people can use to uh, record some of the information that we think is uh, going to be very valuable for people in the times of chaos. And uh, one of the ideas here is that as valuable as the Internet and uh, the cell phones and the social media are, in times of crisis, uh, they are not necessarily dependable. Uh, depending on what it is that has caused the issue, it's possible that the, um, the power grid is uh, not available. It's possible that the uh, cell phone towers are down. It's, uh, it's possible that the um, traffic is such that uh, you can't get through to the people that you need to get through, uh, et cetera. And what we were um, uh, conceiving here as part of the uh, family uh, preparation, it's not necessarily blood relative family, but the uh, loved ones that you want to be with in, uh, in, in hard times, uh, that's your family really. But to get together with uh, uh, these uh, closer um, uh, loved ones of yours at some point with the uh, stated intention of just uh, getting a little discussion about what's going to uh, go down if we have uh, some kind of a, uh, of a crisis. And uh, what we suggest that people do is to um, consider the ways in which uh, disasters might uh, uh, come into your area. And typically, uh, many of them will come from a given direction, like uh, uh, if there's poisonous air, like a meltdown with uh, radioactivity or a forest fire or you know, a hurricane or something. I mean, most things come from direction. Some things don't, like earthquakes and meteors and things. But um, in most cases, there's some direction. And what we suggest people do is to... Uh, take out a local map of some kind and look at where where you might uh, rendezvous in the in the four directions uh, out of town, so that if uh, all chaos breaks loose and you don't know and the cell phones don't work and da 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 everything else, at least you know that you had talked about this and you all agreed that you would uh, meet at Elmer's store if if we have to go north, that sort of thing, and have a place and also have the understanding to uh, talk it out in the family situation that. We um, will certainly uh, want to uh, collect everybody if we can, but if, uh, for example, a forest fire is going, we're not all going to die on behalf of somebody who's late. Um, we're going to go. I mean, there's a limited time, and we've got to go. But those kinds of discussions are, I think, imperative for families and groups of loved ones to have. But you have things written down on paper uh, at some point in the back of the book, and uh, then you can have that uh, with you at the time of the disaster. 
you know, that's so valuable because we often don't think about those kinds of things. And then when it does show up, there's already that chaos or panic taking place. Right. And it just compounds if you're looking for a child or looking for a parent or looking for uh, a sibling and you just don't know where they are. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that just gives you peace of mind if you've discussed it. Pamela, you, you've had to leave situations very quickly, and you spoke about it at the beginning of the show that, you know, at the last minute you try to think, what is it that I really, really need? What are some of the things that are the valuable things that we want to grab at the last minute if we're really limited on time and limited on space? Well, we suggest that you get a little preparation ahead of time so you don't have to think about it. Um, because you may not have everything in your little stash container that we suggest you do, so that gives you time to grab a few essentials. But basically, in that stash um, container, you would put some extra clothes, some dried food, some water, and important papers, insurance papers, bank information. Um, we, we suggest people keep some cash around, you know, because if the ATMs or anything goes down, you want some cash. And we suggest people keep their tanks full. So if you do have to get out of town, you're not running out of gas. Um, that's just a minor little thing that we take for granted that, oh, I'll fill up tomorrow. But if we keep it, you know, half tank to three-quarter tank, you have enough gas to go somewhere and get yourself out of harm's way. But in this stash container, it, say if you have 15 minutes, if fire, if fire is coming your way, You know you have your insurance papers. You know you have valuables that you want to throw in there quickly, but you've already established the food, water, and clothing. And you just grab it and go. We're not talking about original documents, but rather um, uh, copies here. Um, We also suggest that uh, if you're computer savvy and have the opportunity that you uh, scan the uh, the important documents uh, to uh, uh, thumb drives of some kind and uh, uh, make copies of that. Uh, keep those in the various vehicles that you might be in so that if you are separated from your house uh, permanently and suddenly and unexpectedly, uh, at least you have um, access to the important uh, papers that you would need to prove your identity and uh, what the, uh, the necessary uh, numbers are. And we know some friends in the uh, San Diego area that... Um there was a bad fire there, and a couple of neighbors were getting out, and the one neighbor was pretty much prepared and left right away, and the other neighbor was gathering things together and never got out. So really, you really can have very limited time. And if you're in a fire area, that's one thing you can do ahead of time. Okay, I know the possibility is here that I may have to leave quickly. So just put a few things together and grab it and don't worry about it. Another minor thing we recommend is that not only do you keep your the gas tank uh, uh, as full as uh, is reasonable all the time, but when you uh, park your vehicle at your house or wherever it is, that you at least take the time when you have the time to point the vehicle in the direction of exit uh, so that if you need to run and jump in and go, you're not worrying about uh, backing into traffic lanes and things like that. I mean, just go. Because at that point, you want to get ahead of the crowd, and there will be a crowd if there's a, a bunch of people in your area trying to get out. And uh, the faster you can get ahead of that crowd, the better off you're going to be. If someone's in a situation where they can really only do one or two things, what are the what would you most recommend? I think I'd most recommend uh, the pocket set is so simple. You know, it's carrying a little pocket knife or a utility knife and a handkerchief that you could cover your nose and mouth. You could wet it and cover your nose and mouth if you happen to be in 
uh, near a train wreck or something. I mean, you never know where these disasters are going to happen. And try to carry water with you. The second thing I would do is the go pack and have that in your car because even if a disaster does not strike, a major disaster, we've used that so often. If we needed an extra jacket or we've needed some food or it's cold and you put your space blanket on. So those two things, um, I'd do everything really, but those two things I think I would do first. And then that pocket set, if you have a chance to uh, add a little whistle to that, that's a very good thing because if you happen to be on your own, without a vehicle, out of your house, you know, a broken leg, down the hill, whatever. A whistle is a way of getting uh, good attention uh, from people uh, without uh, going hoarse. You know, you can't yell that loud that long. So a whistle's a good thing. Another thing that's in the, um, the go-pack that people don't often think about is uh, you, know, you can go to the bother of getting a signal uh, mirror, but uh, you may not realize that uh, any old CD that is scratched uh, works just mm-hmm. as well. Uh, very nice reflective uh, surface can attract the attention of, of airplanes and things like that. Oh, wow, that's a brilliant idea. Uh, you talk about uh, a triangle of safety. What is that, and how do we find it? Yes, um, we never know when a building is about to uh, fall down on us, otherwise we'll get out. So if we're in a building that is falling down, the observation that uh, comes from how some people have survived sometimes is that our buildings usually tend to be made out of uh, beams and large flat uh, wall uh, sections and so on. And when the building collapses, those things don't typically pancake, squashing everything underneath them, but rather they one end of them will typically lodge against something that's stronger than uh, other things. And so what you get is the, the beams and the wall pieces leaning up against something, and underneath that is typically a little cavity called the uh, triangle of safety. And if the building's coming down around you, look for anything strong like a, um, a chest freezer is especially good, uh, beds, sofas, anything with some strength, and uh, don't get under them, but get beside them. Cover your head and lie down. And if the building collapses on top of you, good chance that you're in a um, triangular solid area with air, in there, and um, uh, you've got more time than you uh, would have otherwise. Do you think that we've gotten too nonchalant, even though we, most people are in this place of constantly moving and stress or anxiety and knowing what's going on in the world and around us and knowing what's possible, do you think that we've gotten so nonchalant about anything that could happen to us and thinking it's always going to happen outside of us or in another area, I think that we, very we put ourselves at unnecessary risk. I think I, I totally agree with you. I think we have. Um, we've heard from several people that the people in the Northeast knew that Sandy was coming for weeks and very few people prepared. And I, I really don't understand that because, um, you, you know, being in Florida, when a hurricane's coming, I think Floridians are pretty good at, at uh, preparation. But it's just, if they would have had water, I mean, anybody, even in an ice storm, these are not, there's very strange weather going on. And then there's natural things that are going to come our way, and it's, we're not, any one of us is not immune to it. So a little preparation goes a long way. Even some days, you know, if you have a well, sometimes the water goes out, the electric goes out, you have ice storms. And putting some food aside, having electric, putting some oil lamps around makes your life so much easier. And it does not require a lot of preparation to do that. 
I've got a little speculation that may have uh, no um, reasonability at all, but it would go like this, and that is that um, the TV news, which is where the people in uh, New Jersey saw Sandy coming, is in the same kind of thing as all of the sitcoms, the reality shows, the, the movies, all the rest of it. It's like people don't really take the news seriously. You know, it's just one more thing. It's, a, it's like a reality show. It doesn't mm. to me. It's all on TV. You know, and they separate themselves. It's an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've gotten kind of um, numb to what that is even, just like so many kids are, are kind of um, oblivious to violence because it's around them so much. Right. They kind of see it and right. let it go on. Mm-hmm. And and what about our sense of laziness? Because Because do you think that we as a humanity have become a little bit lazy in our preparedness um, or have lost hope. And, and that's why we don't necessarily think about this stuff ahead of time. Yeah, I think both of those. And there's, there's a kind of uh, expectation that, oh, well, you know, the, the government is going to take care of us and all this and FEMA is going to come to the rescue and so on, but don't ask me to pay any taxes for it. Um, that whole thing is, is uh, I think, in, in people's minds too. But the laziness thing, I think, is a related uh, topic there, and that is, uh, how much is enough? And if you think about it for a while, well, well, if I got one can of food, I'd be okay. Well, no, I really need two. Well, if I had two, I'd probably need four. Well, where's this end? Well, it doesn't end. So I can't get enough, so I'm not even going to start. Mm-hmm. You know, it's too big of a thing. But what we do here in the book, uh, I think, is is to provide a, uh, a good list of uh, reasonable, inexpensive, common-sense things that people can do so that you can do something. And if you can do something... It makes you feel good, and the the family feel good, and it actually does make a difference. You know, those things are going to help you survive. Even the minor, you know, snowstorm or electrical outage. You know, it doesn't have to be major to be inconvenienced these days. We are. We are so attached to, to the way we live and, and our conveniences that when we lose one little thing, all of a sudden our whole world goes out of kilter. True. Because we don't have the water or we don't have the electricity or the cell phone's not able to be charged. Those kinds of things have us feel extremely handicapped. Mm-hmm. But if we know how to have common sense and be prepared, we can survive these uncommon times, this changing world. My guests today are Brian Christie, Dr. Brian Christie. He received his BES in Mathematical Studies and a PhD in Computer Science from John Hopson University. He taught Applied Computer Science at Illinois State University and established and chaired the Computing Science Department at Linfield College in Oregon. In 1995, he joined his wife, Pam, in directing the Granite Publishing Group. Brian is its principal editor, web designer, and technical specialist. Pamela is the president of Granite Publishing Group, a diverse publishing company that began in 1991. She studies homeopathic healing in McMillanville, Oregon, and herbal healing at the School of Natural Healing in North Carolina. She's a chartered herbalist through the Dominion Herbal College in Vancouver, B.C. After finding herself in several serious crises, a possible sudden evacuation while living on the island of Cyprus, living within 40 miles of Three Mile Island, and a year later living within the same distance from Mount St. Helens when it erupted, she became convinced of the need to be ready for unexpected events. 32 million people around the world were displaced by weather in 2012. Close to 7 million of us are affected by our food, water, and economic conditions every single day. I urge you to get your copy of Common Sense in Uncommon Times. You can find out more at commonsenseuncommontimes.com. That's commonsenseuncommontimes.com. We'll be right back with Brian and Pamela.
This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Simron at Simron-Singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. I want to let you know that you can get your free subscriptions to 1111 Magazine at any time. Just go to my website and register for the newsletters and the uh, digital edition of the magazine. It is filled with amazing articles from people around the world and always information that is supportive in your empowerment, in your upliftment, and in your conscious awareness. There are some amazing articles in the current issue, and the new one will be released very soon. I'm a little bit delayed on getting that out because we have been busy going through the country and this 66-show, 11-month tour. Uh, My two kids and I are in the RV, and we are making our way, and we are meeting amazing audiences all over this country as we head now from Florida out west. So definitely check out some of the stops that we're going to have and come see the Rebel Road connecting the dots from what was to what is, merging the bridge of dark to light, fear and love, power to empowerment. Uh, My guests today are Brian Christie and Pamela Christie, and they have written a wonderful book entitled Common Sense in Uncommon Times. Common Sense in Uncommon Times is unusual in that it takes survival one step further by looking at the assumptions we make about the food we eat, the water we drink, technology we adore, and economy that we always expect to flourish. These assumptions are shifting under our feet. Are you prepared to shift along with them? Understanding any issue is the first key to solving it, and this book definitely explores significant issues that are currently impacting our lives, as well as those that have the potential to impact our lives in the future. It's a greater perspective, which is enlisted to include the entire web of life and our place within it. Also included are many common sense suggestions on what each one of us can do to cope with these new situations in very practical, economical ways. Survival of any kind, short-term or long-term, is never accomplished without hope. Common Sense in Uncommon Times closes on a hopeful note by citing many instances of how people and organizations are surviving 
in this ever-changing world. Uh, welcome back to both of you. I'd love to talk a little bit about some of the different types of things that are taking place, and in particular, how do we um, store food, or how do we uh, know that, that we can keep certain things like this in a place where, regardless of what happens, we have what we need at our, our fingertips. Talk a little bit about the food or, or how to even come up with some of the homeopathic remedies that we need if we can't access something. Okay, we were talking about the food before and the preparation, and people feel it's overwhelming. But one of the things we suggest um, is to be very aware of the buy one, get one food at sales at, at the supermarkets, which go on quite often. And we are such advocates of healthy, organic food, but we're talking about survival food here. So uh, do the best you can. But this is something you can simply do every week when you go to the grocery store is, okay, here's buy one, get one, and put those in a way to store. And um, we have a list of things. And we're, as, as I said in the beginning, we're not the type of people who are saying, okay, you've had to store food for a year. Um, you know, be reasonable about, reasonable that maybe you have to store food for 10 days or 15 days. It's your choice. And it depends on, the, on where you live in the country. Many people can find themselves without electricity for 10 days um, in the northeast or in the north these days. So it depends on where you are in the country. But um, as far as homeopathics, uh, we suggest those because they're very small and they can store easily in your go pack or a purse, and they're very effective. And they can be found in health food stores. And most of us have typical issues maybe that we deal with all the time. Um, we might have sinus issues or somebody might have digestive issues or somebody might have allergies. And they'll be listed there, the, the type of um, symptom that you have, and that homeopathic will match that symptom and help. So it's something to make people more comfortable in a situation where they want to be comfortable. You know, things are bad enough. You don't need to feel bad. And you may not be able to get to a, a medical institution if there's a disaster going on. We'd like now, to... now, are you recommending that there be a special place in the house, like a safe haven room, or, or is this always done more in a pack form? What, what is the best way for people to keep, um, to keep these kinds of things so that they, number one, stay where they need to stay, but also so it serves some of the other types of events that could possibly happen? Yeah, it's very different for each person, uh, depending on their house. We've heard of people who were in a tiny house and there was one closet set aside, um, and that closet was locked and that had extra food in it and blankets and things for emergencies, and that's all that was in there. Um, we happen to have a little room downstairs that it would be like a big triangle of safety if something happened to our house, and that's where we store extra water and um, food supplies as well, and that's where we keep all of our the type of books that help you um, find wild plants, you know, there are educational books in case we would need them. So you have to look at your own situation. If you only have a spare cupboard in a small apartment, then take a spare cupboard in that small apartment and, and fill it with dried food, camp food, uh, jerky, things that will make you survive a little more easily if the electric goes out or the water goes out. We really urge people to put water aside. But this thing in Charleston. Um, West Virginia. West Virginia. Charleston, West Virginia. It's, uh, yeah, we really urge people to store some water. 
So if we are in a situation and the water has not been stored, is there are there any suggestions in regards to that? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of water that's available um, to anyone that's uh, in a in a building of any kind. There's uh, water that is in the pipes that uh, can be accessed, and the way you do that is you go to the highest point that you can get to in the house, open up a spigot. This is when the water pressure is off and there's no water uh, ostensibly coming out. But you go to the highest place and you open it up, and you go to the lowest place with a bucket or container and open up a spigot there, and a lot of water will come out that's been uh, stored in the uh, in the pipes. You'll find also that in the... Uh, in the uh, water tanks behind standard uh, toilets, not in the bowls, but in the water tanks behind there, that's uh, clean, uh, uh, drinkable water right out of the uh, the tap. And uh, each one has uh, three to five gallons or so uh, that's available in there. There's uh, water that's in the ice cubes that are uh, uh, melting in your uh, in your freezer. Um, there's there's water uh, outside as well. Uh, we go through a number of uh, um, processes that people can go through if they need to find water on the outside and uh, things that can be done to uh, make those water uh, sources uh, palatable. We, uh, we mentioned, especially in arid regions and so on, uh, what people need to do is just follow the green, uh, look for any place that has uh, any, any green that is uh, growing, and it's growing there because there is water, and that's a place that you can dig down. And we show in the, in the book some ways to make some simple uh, distillation uh, structures that will uh, extract water and make it uh, you know, safe and palatable. And we l- would like to uh, mention that there's a lot of different ways of um, uh, clarifying water, but you have to be a little uh, uh, cautious about the methods because not all of them do everything that they need to do. And for example, um, there's a uh, there's there's some devices like a stirrupin that. Uh, I use uh, ultraviolet light, and you stir up a, a glass of water, maybe polluted water with it, and it'll kill all the uh, bacteria in there, uh, which is a good thing. But if the real problem was it was full of radioactivity or chemicals, it didn't really do anything. And if you uh, uh, pass the water through a uh, uh, just a simple little uh, filter that you can make and directions from the book, you can get the water nice and clean, but if the problem was uh, bacteria and stuff, that's not going to do anything either. So there's a lot of different ways, but the one that always works is the distillation because it leaves everything behind and uh, just uh, gets you the pure water. But we recommend you don't uh, drink distilled water all the time because your body actually needs a lot of the stuff that's normally in uh, water, you know, the minerals and that sort of thing. You know, there's so many things that you've mentioned that um, if, if you don't know, you just don't know. And it's, it's amazing how we have created a codependence with convenience. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that we, we don't allow ourselves to um, even consider the possibility of some things happening. And the one thing that I just want to urge and remind uh, about again is that this is not about fear. This is not about putting people into fear that some chaos or something is going to strike. It is it is more about empowerment and and understanding what how resourceful we can be if we allow ourselves to truly know about uh, the world we live in and our own capabilities because I think so many people um, live in a constant state of fear anyway and then and then if they even think about a tragedy or a crisis they go into more fear but we are so much stronger than we believe and have so much more available to us than we ever let ourselves know. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. One thing I wanted to add to what uh, Pam said earlier is there's uh, 
And we talked about the pocket set. Just have some things with you, uh, no matter what, that might uh, help you uh, survive. And the go pack we talked about, uh, which is something that you can keep in your trunk of the car, anyplace else, and off you go with it. And that's maybe good for two, three days uh, for a person. And then in the house, uh, what we're talking about is uh, having a, a uh, like a small chest, not too big, so it's so uh, too heavy to lift, but uh, a small chest of uh, things that you can take and just put into your vehicle immediately when it's time to go. Uh, and bigger than that is the uh, what we call the, the, the non-portable stash part, and that's where you have your uh, uh, long-term uh, food storage and cans and bigger uh, quantities of water and that sort of thing. That stuff typically would remain in what we call the uh, safe haven room where you choose some place in your house that is uh, most likely to be a, a safe place and uh, store the, the principal things there. So the, the key resource sets are the pocket set that you take with you, the go pack that you can grab and go with, and a portable and a non-portable um, food stash. By following the organized suggestions in common sense and uncommon times, you can prepare yourself and your family for the unpredictable disruptions, whatever their source, with a few simple and inexpensive preparations. Learn to react proactively at home or in the world with or without a vehicle. Learn to save lives with orderly preparation now for any unexpected events that may disrupt your life. You can find out more about the work of Brian and Pamela Christie at commonsenseuncommontimes.com. That's commonsenseuncommontimes.com. And get the copy, your copy of their book, Common Sense and Uncommon Times, Survival in a Changing World. We'll be right back. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Simron at Simron-Singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. Hardly a week passes without some dramatic new disaster or some event that has taken place. If it isn't the weather, it is some other type of crisis. 
if the water and electricity went out for three days, do you have the essentials on hand to get through until services return? Do you have a stash of cash in case ATMs are down? Are you prepared to evacuate in 15 minutes? Do you have a plan of where to meet your family should the unexpected happen? Dr. Brian Christie and Pamela Christie have created a wonderful book entitled Common Sense in Uncommon Times, which explores the different emergencies that you could encounter and how to prepare for them so that you can make you and your family more secure. Once you're prepared for the unexpected disruptions, you can move through danger with confidence that you've done all that you can. Common Sense in Uncommon Times takes survival one step further by preparing people to not only survive in the short term, but to also begin preparing themselves for large-scale and long-term societal and earth changes. By understanding what long-term changes are impacting our food, water, technology, and climate, people can make decisions that empower them and their families in this changing world. Welcome back, uh, Pamela and Brian. This is our last segment, and I'd like to go back, Pamela, to talking about Charleston, West Virginia, and um, the water issue and everything that's taking place there. And you had some additional thoughts that you wanted to share, so please go ahead. Right. It made us very aware that uh, we should all be aware of what's upstream from us and what's um, upwind from us. Because, again, we take for granted that our water's going to be clean and everything's going to be fine, and we've really realized, no, it's not. There was 300,000 people without water, which is a lot of people. Um, so if you have some kind of chemical plant or a coal plant or something upriver from you, there's another reason to put away water. And if you have some other kind of coal plant or some issue that might happen upwind from you, it's a good idea to maybe keep some face masks and think a little about preparation of what might happen because it just might. That's, that's, that's add valuable that. information because, again, I think we don't, we don't think about what's around us because we're so busily locked into our lives that we, right. we don't know what could possibly happen. It just allows us to be more prepared, and water is one of the easiest things that we can just put aside that we'll keep. Also, about the weather, Brian, you had mentioned yeah. that you wanted to speak about some things in regard to the yeah, weather sure. that's going on um, in the Midwest. Share some of what you want to add in this last section. Yeah, there's a couple of things. This, this last summer... Uh, the jet stream seemed to get uh, stuck, and there was a tremendous amount of rain. We had, uh, what, two? 28.5 inches. 28 inches of rain in North Carolina in the month of July, which Mm. is unheard of. That's weird. You know, weird is the new normal. Uh, And where did that come from? The the jet stream, which normally was in a fixed position and just kind of uh, wobbling around a little bit, Got a big knot in it and came way down uh, to New Orleans. It stayed there for a long time, and those weather patterns changed, and, and uh, it took us a while to dry out from that. And then just recently, this uh, cold weather in the midsection, um, people are saying, looking at that, oh, well, that's just the uh, polar vortex and so on. But it seems that in some way they're basically the same thing. What, what's going on there is that the temperature differential between the polar regions and the tropical regions has diminished because of the heating of the planet, which is real. It's not a political issue. It's, it's real. The debate is about what causes it, and that's a different thing. But um, in any case, because the planet is warmer and the sea ice is melting in the Arctic and the, the water is darker than the ice, uh, more solar energy is absorbed, it's warmer in the Arctic, and uh, the temperature differential is not as big as it used to be between that and the, and the uh, tropical regions. And so... The, the uh, jet stream is usually the thing that defines the difference between the, uh, the cold and the warm areas. 
And as that definition has become fuzzy, the the, uh, the jet stream has become unclear as to where it's supposed to be, and that's what's happening. The same thing that happened in July with the rain uh, is what is uh, what has been causing, I think, the uh, the freezing of the midsection of the, of the United States. And that polar vortex really is the um, what should be at the North Pole, but it slipped off down as far it came down as far as uh, Chicago. And I checked to see if the corresponding rise in temperature was happening in Siberia, and yes, you know, there's articles out there. What happened to Siberia's winter? Well, you know, it's over here. Uh, mm. it's, all thing. it's just weird. It's a new normal. It's weird for Siberia, too. So I think we just have to be prepared for the unexpected. Because <laughs> it's strange these days. It is strange. Weird is the new normal. Weird is the new normal. Prepared. prepared. Weird is the new normal. I like it. I like it. The name of the book is Common Sense in Uncommon Times. The authors are Dr. Brian Christie and Pamela Christie. Again, get your copy. You can go to commonsenseuncommontimes.com and find out more about both of them in addition to this book uh, and all that they're involved in. Uh, also, definitely check us out, therebelroad.com. Come see us in the city. It's an amazing experience. It is changing lives, and it is a lot of fun. It's time to play full out. As we become more conscious, it's time to step into our unique genius, dive into life beyond our fears and beyond our excuses, and each be that unique puzzle piece of the divine coming together so that we start to truly allow inspiration to solve the world's problems than trying to think them up because that's not really working very well, is it? Uh, Join me next week for my other guests and definitely go out and pick up a copy of both of my books, Conversations with the Universe, How the World Speaks to You to help you understand the signs, symbols, and synchronicities that are talking to you and helping to lead you on your way. In addition to my second book, Your Journey to Enlightenment, 12 Guiding Principles of Love, Courage, and Commitment in the New Dawn to help you be the creative rebel, to help you dive into the planet into your life in a way you never have before and become the child that you had lost. I'll see you next time. Until then, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of Conscious Choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.